What's up, family? You're now on the stupid cool. <laughs> What's up, family? What's up, family? <laughs> you know what? I can't. I can't. I'm so glad to have you in this moment. Yay. How are you feeling right now? I'm tired. Honestly, I'm exhausted. Me too. Yeah. Well, I don't think this is going to go for very long. Because I'm tired too, so. So let's get to the money. So I found my notebook. Okay. But then let me not be silly. What's up? And Yolanda, yeah. back again. <laughs> All right, so now that we got that formality out the way, <clears throat> excuse me, let's talk about how you feel. Okay. Let's talk about how you feel in this moment. Um, I have, I feel a lot of things right now. Like I feel we just came from a graduation party. Um, our two of our nieces, their sisters, they just graduated today, um, from college, Mount St. Joe. And we're just, you know, so proud of them because they worked so hard and just to see, um, you know, these two young ladies grow up into young women and now they have college degrees, they're college graduates. So it's, that's so awesome to see. And then, you know, I have two little girls who now have two more role models to look up to. So I'm really excited about that, but also, you know, I'm also in school and summer semester starts on Monday. So I have a little bit of anxiety about that. Um, and then just third person to look up to, you know, yeah, I try, I try. That's really the reason why I'm finishing school because I think it's important for me to show my girls that when you start something, you know, you should make it a priority to finish it, however long it takes. It's going to take me by the time I graduate, it'll be more than 20 years. So, you know, you gotta. Get it, get it in where you can, and it may not happen the way that you planned it, and it may not happen all in you know one fell swoop. But you know that that's life. You gotta adjust and you know make it work. So I'm tired. I'm nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous because I killed last semester, but because you was giving very dangerous to you. Yeah, I got four A's and a B plus last semester, so definitely mm-hmm. dean's listy. We love it. We celebrate you. Yay, thank you. We celebrate you. Uh, But also what we're not going to do Mm -hmm. is I'm not going to allow you to be too hard on yourself. Okay. And I feel like being a mother, being a wife, um, you know, all of the things that Black women are, Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna allow you to be hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just as a black woman, it's it's hard to take. Um, you know, when people give you praise or when people, you know, tell you that you're doing a good job, it's like it's so easy to just shift the focus to something else. 
And I need to learn to celebrate myself because I, I am proud of what I did. It was hard. I, I worked hard. It was hard. Um, like you said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whole wife and a whole mom. So, and I, you know, have a full-time job and I go to school full-time. So I think it is an accomplishment. Um, but you know, you think that it's an accomplishment or you know that it's an accomplishment. I do. I, I, I know, I feel like I have accomplished something and I'm very proud of myself and my kids tell me all the time how proud of me they are, even though they're so little, like that means so much to me because they are paying attention. So tell me this, if mm-hmm. you could talk to your, I'm going to say 12-year-old self, mm-hmm. what would you tell your 12-year-old self? Oh, 12. Um, I would tell my 12-year-old self to um, celebrate who I am and stop trying to be who other people expect me to be. Um, allow myself to realize my full potential, um, the way that I see myself and not, um, just allow everyone else's opinions and judgments and perceptions of me become who, who I am. Um, you know, it's taken me a long time to be comfortable in my own skin. I've always been really confident, but not very comfortable because those, to me are two different things. I've always known that I had an ability to do anything that I wanted to do and anything, you know, it sounds very cliche, but anything I put my mind to, like, if you teach me how to do it, then I'm, then I'll know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if there are other people that are doing like right now, one of the things I'm studying is computer science and it's really, really hard. It's like learning a foreign language. But the, what I tell myself is, there are millions of people that do this every single day and lots of them taught themselves how to program. So if they can do it, I can do it. Maybe I have to do it in a different way and maybe I have to teach myself to learn in a different way, but if they can do it, so can I. Um, So I would tell my 12 year old self to just allow yourself to make mistakes. Don't beat yourself up when you, when you don't live up to others' expectations. As long as you're continuing to grow, that's all that matters. And you're going to be just fine. That makes me smile. And when you think of, excuse me, of growing up and knowing that you are the black girl that what am I trying to say? 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 When you think of that being that black girl that knows what she wants mm-hmm. versus what's expected of her. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? That's what um, I'm trying to say. It feels um, uncomfortable because I've always known what was expected of me, but I haven't always known what I've wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times those two very separate things kind of merged and that line blurred and they became one in the same. Mm-hmm. And it took for me to become comfortable with myself and realize that no one else's judgment or opinion or um, 
you know, even advice or expectations, none of that matters. What someone else thinks or feels or expects from me has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. So once, um, you know, I, I, I came to a place where I felt comfortable with me and being who I am and who God made me to be flaws and all, then, um, that's just where that, that line wasn't blurred anymore. I I realize that people have expectations and that's okay. But if my expectations for myself don't match what someone's else, what someone else's expectations are, that's okay. But I always need to choose me first. So let's go into this word of the day. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about docs. The word of the day is docs, D-O-X. Okay. It's an informal verb. And doxing is searching and publishing private or identifying info. Mm Mm-hmm about a particular individual on the internet, Mm -hmm. typically with malicious intent. Mm -hmm. And that doxing has been really prevalent on TikTok. Mm. Um, And I've been a TikTok kid. You know, follow me on the stupid cool. Um, but when we talk about doxing, there's a one. There's one young lady. Uh, her name is Aunt Karen. Okay. On TikTok, and she's exposing racists. Mm. Now, when we talk about doxing, when we look at it, she's exposing these people. Boom, boom, boom. But then people are trying to dox her mm-hmm. to expose her address her bank account her Mm. this her that so all of that personal information when we talk about doxing that's what it really boils down to wow um that is not nice it's not because it can get kind of dangerous yeah like i i understand um, I, I, uh, I, I can, can, can get the, um, appeal of doing something like that, especially, um, if you're, you know, angry or if you're trying to get back at somebody, but that just, it opens up Pandora's box. And once you open, like, you can't close that. And then if you are, you know, like Aunt Karen, where you're exposing people and, kind of doing like a public service you're exposing racist like you are opening yourself up for somebody to do that to you not saying that it's okay but it's also not okay for you to expose other people's personal information like I understand why you're doing it because they're racist but I don't know that just that gets into a very like ugly messy area and I just don't want to go into that oh I would never participate in that because as much as I want to participate in the day mm-hmm. and it's like oof. that's a lot is, it feels very heavy just even listening and watching Yeah. so to actually be able to participate in this it's like oof. 
that's such a violation like that's that's such a violation of someone's privacy and there are all kinds of people in the world and there are going to be so many people that we're not going to agree with you know their ideology or what they say or what they do or how they live their life and and I get it I really do but that's just so violating like you put people's personal their address and their I mean you can find anybody's address but like their bank account information like that's I don't know that's that's doing a lot so I can we love you girl (laughs) we love you and I love watching her expose uh, the racist Mm -hmm. however I have to take a sip. That's a lot. However, I I can't like I don't have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. And you know what they say, karma is a big old bitch. So, you know you you can't be surprised if something like that comes back on you because that's you know that's not cool. Mm-hmm. I know people be like racist is not cool. Karma. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about this I can because that's my business. Right, that's your business. Yeah, karma is karma. Don't play, mm-hmm. and don't discriminate either. I got a good old story time for you. Just like Big Rona, don't discriminate either. Yo, we like two years in on this shit. Man, I mean, if I be like, I feel like it's been twenty seven years, and I literally have what I've deemed Corona brain. <laughs> they're like what time is it I'm like I don't know Like, but then even I was talking to my people earlier he was like what's the day it feel like Sunday mm-hmm. and it literally did like I was literally ready to give me some oxtails some cabbage and some macaroni and shoes because mm-hmm. I just feel like it was so Sunday I mean, my seven-year-old the other day, um, she, speaking of being in, you know, the middle of this panini for 27 years, so my kids have been, you know, we've been serious about quarantining, and we haven't been around people for a year, mm-hmm. so we went to a birthday party a couple weeks ago, and it was, you know, just a handful of people, and we were spread out or whatever, so but then all week long, my seven-year-old has been sick. Like she's had this cold because that was the first time she's been around people. So she must have picked up some germs from somewhere, which is, you know, another side effect of, you know, the panini and and, and quarantine is that now we're going to get around each other again. And then we're all going to start sharing germs. And then everybody's going to be sick because we haven't exchanged germs in, in a year. But the other day, she was home from school, but um, she was at home and she said something about, oh, it's trash day. And I didn't even think nothing about it. I was just like, oh, okay, trash day is Wednesday. So I said something to my girlfriend, like, some, some, some's Wednesday and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, it's definitely Tuesday. (laughs) And I was like, Nina said it was Wednesday and I just went with it. Like, okay, it's Wednesday. I don't have any concept. Like, at this point, I can't believe it's May. I can't believe it's 2021. Like, can no, we talk about that? We're like literally in the crux of summer. We're halfway through the year. That's insane. At least you're in New York and you don't have to deal with these cicadas. Ooh, ooh, ooh honey, ooh. they coming, and that's another thing that's making my anxiety hit 1,000 because my children are going to lose their minds. 
especially the little and one. They haven't experienced that. Never. I was a teenager when the last time the cicadas were here, and yeah. I'm not you a teenager. Feel my age. <laughs> you feel my age. I mean, these that little one. She is going to absolutely lose her mind when she sees a cicada. She doesn't like ladybugs. She screams when she sees a ladybug. So yeah, good luck with that. I know. I know. Because I will always and forever tell this funny story. <laughs> Anybody that knows me knows I'm a smoker. It is mm-hmm. what it is. I was smoking my black and mild with my homegirl. She had to drop top. You know, we ran through the sunny summertime. Don't hit my little black and mild. That's a cater. Enter into the chat. <laughs> And I literally, between battling the cicada and the cherry from the black and mouth. No. It dropped down my shirt. Oh, no, Jackie. Now, it being the cherry from the black and mouth. Oh, my So, I'm fighting everything in life right now. (laughs) I was like, you know what? Maybe you should stop smoking. Oh, which I haven't, but I would have passed out. I would have fainted. No, I was literally. I don't know. I don't know how I'm still alive at this moment. But... I don't either. I would have had a hole in my body, and I would have just, just, just went on home to glory because I couldn't. <laughs> the cherry and the cicat. No, sir. Nope. But then when I was walking. I think this was right when I kind of graduated from uh, college. Mm-hmm. Shout out to CSU. Uh, I remember walking with a fly swatter. <laughs> Just walking around with a whole ass fly swatter. I can see You know what? That the, let me go to Dollar Tree tomorrow and get some glass waters because I oh, am not gotta, about that life. <laughs> and if these giants come up here, which I don't think that they will, I don't think they will either. I think it's just a Midwest thing. Y'all can have them. Listen, I'm gonna have to relocate for a few weeks because I cannot. I'm gonna be in this. Well. Yes, well, I, I got an air mattress for you, friend. <laughs> Tell the my kids like y'all are not going nowhere. We're gonna be in this house for the next five. We're gonna get everything delivered. No. Oh, but then think of getting it delivered and just imagine one being like inside of the bag. Or just opening the door and one flying in my house. But then you know what? Back in the day, we used to grab them drinks better. Put some, the wings, the wings mm-hmm. and just snap them on the ground. And you would My, get that pop. Yep, like a little, like those little um, firecracker things. So, how did we go from doing that to being scared? To being scared. Uh, My sister used to um, take them and she would catch them by the wings and she would pull the wings off so that they couldn't fly. And then they were just these big, big, giant things just on the ground because they didn't have no wings. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> I'm going to try really hard not to be scared because I don't, if I freak out, my kids are definitely going to freak out, but I'm scared. 
they're so harmless. And I keep telling my kids that like they're harmless. They're just really big and they scream. So that makes them seem scary because of the noise they make, but they're, they're so harmless, but they're just, they're huge. They are. And I think it's the, I can't remember if it's the male or the female that actually makes that noise is one of the others. And then they, um, they're blind too. So that's why they're always like bumping into you because they can't see Sorry, man. I, I think I'm see. pretty sure they're blind. I need you to see. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, like, they they're only in light. Like, they're they're usually they're not in dark places because they can't see. Yeah, I'm gonna go outside. <laughs> well, let's move along. Let's move along. Yes. Let's move along. So let's go into Breaking Beauty. Uh, I've been kind of disturbed. Okay. Uh, because there is this emerging culture of hairstylists, braiders, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that want to charge you a deposit, mm-hmm. which is fine. I get that. Um, but they want you to have your hair washed, blown out, whatever it is before you come through. Right. And I'm like, man, start. This is what this is what I'm paying you for. Correct. Very much that. Wash my shit out. Blow my shit out if it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Because here's the thing. <clears throat> yes, of course. I, you know, I wash my own hair. I wash my own hair all the time. You know, several times a week or whatever. But. You are the professional, so you. I need you to get in there and really like get into my scalp and 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 cleanse it and and scrub it and and do all of those things because then I'm gonna need you go to go in and put the oil, the grease, or whatever because I'm gonna have this bra- these braids in my hair for two months and I need to make sure that my scalp is still being cared for while I have in this protective style. So sure, if yeah. you're not washing my hair, then you know what I'm saying? It just, it, it I don't know. That's it just seems point. so pointless because then I'm gonna have to take these braids out sooner than I want to, because I'm washing my own hair and I'm, I'm, I may not be cleansing my scalp the way that I need to, to be wearing braids for eight weeks. I don't know. That's just, I don't know. <clears throat> That's yeah, weird don't know to me. That's hairstylist. Yeah, that's like somebody that's saying, I'm going to do your makeup, but you come with your foundation on. Like, no, that's your job. Like, why the fuck am I coming to you? Shit, I, I might as well get blend. the whole check. I need you to highlight. I need you to contour. I need you to do all of the things because that's your job. And that's what I'm paying you for. But that's these new motherfuckers. Uh, uh, but who, who is booking with them you know what I'm saying? Like, who's who's booking appointments with people where you have to do your own? You have to wash your own hair before you go get braided up. Find somebody that's gonna braid you. That's gonna wash your hair for you. No, it's clearly some motherfuckers that's booking. Cause that's how I found this whole story. That's insane. I would I'm never. Like, I can't. I can't. Uh, mm, right. No. No. Not a thing. Not a thing. That should so not be a you, thing. New Frangle, new hairstylist. Do the work. Why? Right. 
condition, <clears throat> you had deep treatment. Oh. Because isn't that the first thing you learn in cosmetology school is how to wash hair? Yes, and that's where my tip is based on. Right, you correct. You real deep. Yes. Oh, you just scrubbing my scalp. Ooh. You would get tipped real good for washing hair, you know, correctly. For for you know getting into massaging that scalp, you get tipped real good. But you know that's what? what we're but that's another thing. It's like people have always been afraid to tell somebody like when they don't like their hair. Like you sat up there and you you know got this hairstyle and it's not what you expect or what you want or you just didn't like it. But when they ask you, do you like it? You're like, mm-hmm. and then get up from the chair and then go out and be mad. Like tell her or him that you don't like it. Like, no, I don't. And there's even somebody texted me, Chad. There's a thing that it's like, you know what? I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And being in New York, it might it might not be a New York thing. Um, but being with having the Africans braid my hair. Mm-hmm. I have to wash, detangle, and do all of that shit before I go to them. Because I know that they coming through my hair with that rat tail comb. And that's not our thing. (laughs) It's not our thing. Now, when you get ready to braid, okay, cool. Rat tail is cool. But the initial detangle, no, no, no. Yeah, I I don't know that um, I've only been had my hair braided by Africans once and it was entirely too tight. So I would never and and it took forever. Um, So I I don't I would I would never do that again. But I mean, that was a long time ago. Shout out to my Africans. But it is what it is. So let's move along, friend. Let's move along. Let's talk about real stories with real people. Okay. And let's talk about checking on people that check on you. Mm-hmm. That's been a really big thing for me. Um, solely based because I feel like I'm always calling this person, calling that person, checking mm-hmm. in on this, checking on that. And I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> it's weird. Like, no, I, get I feel it. like I'm always that person. Mm-hmm. However, I do understand certain situations. You're a parent, you're a caregiver, you're this, you're that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, damn, like... No, I get it. Motherfucker ain't call me, send me no text, no nothing. Right. <clears throat> In a year? Yeah. You know what? At the beginning of the... <clears throat> excuse me. At the beginning of the Patagonia, I felt... Well, kind of in the middle, like mid-summer of last year, I was feeling the same way. Like, I started thinking, like, as the time, like, kind of stretched on and we were away from people and like the the time and the time seemed 
like distance, like the longer that we had to wait from being around each other seemed like we were getting further and further and further apart. We just being in general. <clears throat> and, you know, in the beginning, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a, a, um, a mother hen, a, a mama bear. So, you know, I'm reaching out to people. How are you? How are the kids? How's everything going? Are you, you know, how are you guys holding up? And then, you know, those phone calls and those text messages kind of start to get a little further apart, but still like, oh, I haven't checked on this person in a while. Let me see what they're doing. Oh, I thought about you today. I just wanted to let you know you're in my mind, whatever. And then like, like you said, I started to feel kind of like July, August of last year, like, damn, like, be hearing from no even when I reach out to somebody and I say hey I was thinking about you today like how are you I'm good thanks for checking on me mm-hmm. not a how are you not like not then I'm like you know I, I got I got two kids in here and we're going through the same thing and <clears throat> part of me was like I can't have an expectation for somebody to like be concerned about my well-being when we're all going through the same thing together but at the same time, it takes two seconds to send a text message. Literally two. Like, how are you? Just checking on you. You know, hope that you're good. I was thinking about you or whatever. But and it's like, and I was telling my husband that. And I'm like, I don't want to complain because I do understand that there is a lot going on. And people still have life that is happening to them, even in the middle of a Pangea. Like, there's still things that are going on. People are, you know having babies and getting married and having, you know, graduations, birthdays, but also, you know, people are getting sick and people are dying. And, but I'm like, you know, it it made me feel some type of way. Um, And it just made me think about, you know, those things when they're like, check on your strong friends. Like I'm always the strong friend, but at the same time, I want somebody to show that they're concerned about me too. I, I get that I'm, that I'm strong and, and, you know, I'm usually the person that's kind of like the supporter, but like your support also needs to know that, that, that you're thinking about them too, you know? So it started to feel a little lonely. And I and, have gotten to a point where I kind of have shut down mm-hmm. to where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just leave in my little bubble, and I'm gonna do me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do me, and I'm gonna be funny acting just as much as everybody else is being funny acting. <laughs> you know it's it I don't know it's it's hard because it seems like a very selfish thing to be like well why ain't nobody checking on me why ain't nobody send me a text message but like if nothing if this whole experience over the past year has taught us nothing is that you need to give people their flowers and you need to tell them how how you feel about them while they're here because tomorrow is not promised to anybody And it just made me feel like, not trying to be funny, not trying to be melodramatic, but it made me feel like, okay, I do have a core group of friends, even though I may not talk to them every day. You and I don't talk every single day. You know, we we will definitely exchange a text message at, at least once a week, but we don't talk every day, but you're still my friend. I'm still going to be concerned about your well-being. And, you know, when I talk to you, I'm going to say, you know, how's everything? How are you feeling? How's your mom? How, you know, I'm, I'm still concerned about you, even though I know you have life and you know, I have life. I'm still going to check on my friend. 
And that's all what I'm after. Yeah. Even though we was in the same city. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to see you. You didn't get to see me. Not one time. But we definitely were on the phone almost every day. Literally. No, I may be back. This is another conversation we'll have uh, off the phone. Okay. Um, but I'll be back soon. But I get it. I get it that you want to be like, I know. I know now that, you know, I got some hugs today at the graduation party. And that felt that was the first time that I had hugged people in a really long time. Because even like some of the social things that we've been to recently, I'm like, we don't get an elbow. But, you know, it was family. So they had to get hugs. So let's segue. Let's talk about speaking of hugs and fine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's talk about Mr. Kevin Samuels. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> Did you watch the video? I, I, I watched all of the first video that you sent me when he was talking to that woman. And oh my God, I just, that was so, yeah. cr- that was very cringy to me. I only got through a few yeah. minutes of the second one where you were, where he was talking about where he was like, if you got a big dick, you know you got a big dick. And I was like, what is this? And I was looking at him like, sir, if you're gay, you just like... First of all, you wear very tight pants and there is zero print. So that's number one. <laughs> uh, but when I was watching the video when he was talking to that woman, I was like, he's so condescending. Like, I can't. The way he was talking to that woman was insane. Wait, so let's look at this. Let's let's listen to it real quick. <clears throat> oh, okay. Hold on one second. Let me slow it down. While you're pulling that up, um, I don't know who this person is. I have only heard his name when you said it. I'm hearing an echo, so I hear my voice in my ear. Um, so I don't know anything about Kevin Samuels. I don't know what he does, what his philosophy is, why he's famous. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would listen to him because he's incredibly arrogant and condescending.
Yo, I don't know what is happening. Okay, part two? Part, part two. Part, four. part okay. two, take 17. <laughs> All, right, yeah. All right, so let's put this. Let's see. All right, how are you? Okay, here we go. Almost 50. Almost 50 years old. I am. All right, are you married? Kevin yes. Samuels. <laughs> okay, your face is like, hey, I'm cut off. Can you back the camera up right there? Why is they not doing that? I don't know. So where's your husband? He's out. I don't believe you. You don't think so? No. When'd you get married? He said what? When? When'd you get married? 2017. I'm okay. How long have you been married this time? 2017. Mm. So why are you here then? If you're married three times, oh no, I just I'm just here because a lot of females disagree with you, and I actually disagree with a lot of stuff that you say as well. What about what? Such as, um, um such as it's like you make it seem like women who don't, right. you know, make as much money. Yep, right. Hold on. Here it is. Let me pull this. I should have used my iPhone. Wait, and I'm going to cut this off. Um, I'm going to cut this off. But then I'm going to play this. Excuse me. Uh, Kevin Samuels. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. He is so problematic. Yeah. And he is one of the black men in the community that we don't need. In what community? In the black community. Yeah, we don't need him. No. Oh, he is... When we talk about toxic... Mm-hmm. Because that's been a thing. That's been a word that has been used, misused, overused. Um, but with him, we don't need you. Because mm-hmm. when we think about other communities, they don't disrespect their women like black men disrespect black women. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I, I don't know enough about other communities to make that 
general statement, but the black you, men in our community are definitely a problem. Okay, so have you ever heard white men disrespecting white women? Yes or no? I don't know that I've ever paid that much attention, so I'm I'm going to say no. Have you ever seen Chinese men disrespecting Chinese women? No. Have you ever seen Japanese men disrespecting Japanese women? No, I mean, Asian people, it's, again, I'm making, sorry, I'm making a very general statement, but Asian people usually seem to be more private about their personal business. So I don't know that we would ever see that, but no, I've never seen that. And that's my whole point. Yeah. That is literally my whole point. Now, if we have a dis, if we have a discrepancy within the community, mm-hmm. we need to have that conversation within the community. Yeah, and we don't need you to go outside of the community. It's just, it's, I'm tired. I'm so tired. here's my thing. I said this before, but I don't. I don't know if if you caught it. Um. <clears throat> When the part one but um i don't know who this person is i've never heard of kevin samuels before until you mentioned him i don't know what he does i don't know what he's famous for i don't know why he has a platform to even be able to disrespect anybody like i don't know who this person is but Mm -hmm. the clips that i did see that you sent me like it, the the first one that you played when he was talking to that woman, like even from the beginning when he was asking her, are you married? Where's your husband? Like what? I didn't, I don't know what the conversation was about, but the way that he was like asking her these questions was like, why do you, why does, what, like, what does that have to do with anything? You're a 50 year old woman and you're laying down. Like she's maybe tired like why can't she lay down pull the camera back from your face why is it so like it was the the things that he was choosing to be so condescending about were like why are you picking on this woman like what but I, again I, I don't know what the context is but it just seemed very like he was just trying to find something to to oh, he to, was attacking her he was attacking yeah but he was like he was trying to find something to attack about her but then he's single. Like, sir, I don't see a ring on your finger. I, I, like, what What does he do? Hey, that is the age-old question. <laughs> like, it's funny that we keep giving these people platforms, but it's like, why are you giving this person a platform if they don't have any... Um, if they don't have any anything of value to offer, like why do they have this platform to be like that? He, he that reminds me of the of the Derek Jackson thing, and I do know about the Derek Jackson thing. I don't care, but I do know about it. How did he get to be a relationship expert? Like who put him in the position to be a relationship expert? And it's funny enough, is black women put him in that category. But why? Because he's like, I just, I don't understand why. And that's another thing that's a problem in our community. We run, we want, we want to run to people who are the loudest proclaimers of having something 
instead of going to professionals like we want to shirk like science and we want to say i don't need to go therapy therapy for crazy people can therapy for white people but then you want to go to iyanla why are we why is iyanla fixing your life and she's not a licensed or certified anything to to give you advice or to fix anything so why are you okay going to iyanla but you can't go to an actual licensed therapist I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> Why are you going to Derek Jackson instead of going to a marriage counselor? Somebody who actually put in the work, got the degree, and is certified by the whatever board to give you the kind of help and therapy and advice that you need. Why are you looking for somebody on YouTube? That 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 part of just is what confuses me. You put him in this position, you being general. You all put Kevin Samuels in this position, whatever that position is. So why are you surprised that he turns out to not be the person that you thought he was when he never had to prove to you that he was that person to begin with? And it's really that oh, people are looking for a savior. Mm-hmm. They are looking for that savior. And the person who is the loudest, who is, who seems to be the richest or the most successful, quote unquote, or the person who is the biggest clout chaser, who posts pictures of the biggest jets and the biggest stacks of money and the fastest cars. Those are the people that you run to for your, to to save you when all they're doing is doing it for the grand. They're just clout chasing, just like you're trying to do, except that you're believing what they're saying because they have more confidence than you do. So I guess you woke up today and you want to speak facts. I mean, I love it. I I I just, I I don't like when you were telling me, I'm like, I keep, you were the first person who mentioned Kevin, Kevin Samuels. And then I saw something else where somebody had posted something, but I didn't look at it, but I saw his name again. And then there's this YouTuber that I follow. I like her. Um, she is just a big old pot of mess, but I follow her and I like her. And she posted something about Kevin Samuels. And I was like, who is this person? <laughs> so I don't know. No, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. So should we end on this mess? Um, I mean, did you have something else? I just want to say shout out to DMX. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went to the memorial. You did? Oh, you did? You posted about that. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Like, dope, 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 dope. Oh... But then talking to people that were from New York, mm-hmm. from where DMX was from. Now, he was from the Bronx. He was from the Bronx-ish, but then he was also from... Um, shit, I can't think of it right now. Let me look it up. I don't know. I didn't even... I don't even think I was aware that he was from New York. Yeah, he was definitely from New York. Yo, and I can't think of it right now. I'm looking it up. I can't think of it right now. 
they probably gonna drag me because of this. That's all right. Um, it says, "Oh no." Okay. Because I was just out there not too long ago. You said Yonkers? I think it was Yonkers. Yonkers, it is. Yonkers, New York. Yo, in that part of New York? Uh, Better have your shit with you. Oh, no. Really? I don't know why I thought DMX was from Philly. Probably because he was with Eve and them, but... um. I thought he was from Philly, but no, he's from Yonkers. Very, very sad. And then there was all kind of this that really like upset me is that after he passed away, you know, people, whatever, people don't have nothing else to do. But there were all these rumors going around about like he didn't really die from an overdose or from a heart attack he died because he had covid or he had gotten a vaccine and he died and they was trying to cover it up and it's like the man battled with a drug addiction for decades and that's how addiction works like he was clean he had good weight on him it's like that's Mm -hmm. exactly how it works you clean up you get sober you're sober for a very 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 long time and then you fall off the wagon and it happens and your heart has already been weakened from all of the other years of abusing drugs that you did. Besides the fact that if you go back to trying to take a large amount of drugs like you did when you were addicted, then absolutely you're going to overdose because your body's not used to that large amount of drugs. Absolutely. absolutely. That's again, that's, that's, that's called science. <laughs> and for some reason, people, people don't believe science and I just don't understand that. I am a, listen, you know me and you know, I love, love, love God and I love Jesus and I am a Christ follower, but I believe in science. No, science is a thing. It absolutely is a thing. It's a thing. So it just, it blows my mind that people would rather come up with these conspiracy theories and all of this other ridiculousness. And it's like, it, the way that it happened, like the way that they say it happened is literally textbook addiction. And, even and it's unfortunate that, that, you know, go ahead. Even for my people that don't follow or are not Christ like, mm-hmm. that's fine. But science is a thing. Well, you know, there are a lot of people that, that think that think that you can't believe in God and believe in science when God literally invented science and he gave people the gift of, you know, the anointing of being doctors and scientists. Like that's a God given gift that people have. And but a lot of people think that you can't believe in God and you can't believe in science. It has to be one or the other. And it's like, that's not how this works. No, I'm gonna go with the science. (laughs) Then I'm also gonna say that was God a woman? I honestly don't think about it. I don't think it doesn't matter to me. Like God, it it doesn't matter to me. I, I don't think about God having any kind of a gender. God is everything. So man and woman and everything. 
So what's the one thing that you feel like super strong about? Um, you know what? It's it's. I feel like we're getting ready to get into a whole a whole another conversation. So I. And this is your. This is your. I'm gonna head out. Oh, my swan song. Okay. Oh, this is um, your... I the one thing that I believe. Um, I believe that regardless of who you are, what you do, and what you believe, God loves every single person on this planet, whether they are, you know, somebody that you like, somebody that you don't, the, whether they're a bigot, a racist, a, a homophobe, a this, a that, or whatever, God loves everybody and he gives us all an opportunity to do the right thing and there's going to be some people who are not going to choose that for one reason or another but that that doesn't change how God feels about you God is is like a parent my kids drive me absolutely insane and sometimes I'm like what why 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 but there is never anything that my children could ever do that could ever make me not love them from the from the the bottom of my toes every every fiber of my being loves those little girls there's nothing that they could do that could ever make me not love them I could be mad I could be disappointed I could be a a whole plethora of emotions but I love them and that's how God feels about us period I love it so let me ask you this Mm -hmm. if your daughters Mm -hmm. You have two beautiful women. Mm-hmm. If they say, Mommy, I'm trans. Mommy, mm-hmm. I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Now, we know trans and being gay is two different things. Mm-hmm. Two different conversations. What is that conversation like? I mean, you know, we would talk about... Um, you know, I, I would want them to tell me why they feel that way. And the reason why I say that is because my children, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I imagine you mean later on when they're, when they're older, because right now at seven and four, my kids don't know anything about sexuality or about gender. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course they know boys and girls, but they don't know anything about sexuality. They don't know anything about. So let's imagine if they do know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would say, oh, okay, well, what makes you feel that way? Like, you know, how long have you felt that way? Tell me, you know, I I would, I would be happy that they felt comfortable enough coming to me and talking to me about it. Cause that's the one thing that I want my children to know, regardless of what it is, you can always come to me and talk to me about it. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be consequences, but I'm always going to be there to give you the best advice and the best support that I can as your, as your mother. Um, so I would just be happy that they felt comfortable coming to me and talking to me about it. And we can figure it out together. If that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. No, I love that. I love that. I love that. Period. Yeah. I mean, I never want my children to feel like, number one, they can't confide in me. And I also don't ever want them to feel like there's anything that they could say or do that would make me 
like disown them or not want to be their mom or not, you know, continue to love them and support them the way that I always have. There's nothing that they could ever tell me. Is there anything that you want to say to the people? Um, right now. You know, I just want to say the world is 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 getting ready to to open back up because people are getting vaccinated and you know, just please be smart and know that just because you're vaccinated doesn't have anything to do with the next person. Um, we still need to be safe. We still need to wash our, you should be washing your hands anyway, regardless of if we in a, a Panda Express or not, you know, you need to be washing your hands and cleaning your house. Um, but c- continue to wear your mask, continue to be safe, continue to, you know, think about the other people because there are people who need to go home to maybe an elderly person or someone that they're taking care of or, you know, someone who may not even be able to get vaccinated for whatever reason. I have a friend who, who she can't get a vaccine. Um, and um, just continue to, to be safe and, and give people some grace. There's just so much judgment and we are always looking for something to be offended by. Like, just, just relax. We have all been through such an ordeal over the past year. Like, give people some grace. And stop being so judgmental. I love it. I, love it. I hate you, to live on such a negative, but. No. And if you could leave one quote, mm-hmm. what would it be? My f- there, there are two quotes that I absolutely love. The first one is, um, it's never too late to be what you might have been. And that's something that I live by because, you know, I felt really self-conscious about being almost, well, being the age that I am, being a mature woman and going back to college to get my bachelor's. Everybody's like, oh, you're working on your master's? Like, no. (laughs) So I felt a little self-conscious about that. But, you know, as long as you have breath in your body, it's never too late for you to do anything. So that's my first favorite quote. But my absolute favorite quote and my model that I live by is everything happens for a reason. You may not know what the reason is. You may not ever find out what the reason is, but everything happens for a reason. And that's on who? And that's on who, friend? That's on Mary and her little lamb. Mary and her little lamb. Okay, now with that little lamb beard, I'm gonna manage my business. Uh, But I want to give a shout out to you. I appreciate you. You know, I was dramatic. It's all right. We always have these issues, but one monkey don't stop no show. Not today, Satan. Not today. So I hope the people enjoy this show. Yay. And we'll talk soon. Yes. Well, we're going to talk right after this. But I'm going to call you. We'll podcast again soon. All right. Bye, people. Chat soon. Yay. Love you. Bye. <laughs>